It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady, and it's time for a Friday show. Um, We're going to do it a little different. Normally, we'd go back to uh, Wednesday and start, but we're going to just start right from last night because that's where all the big games uh, were, and uh, we'll get uh, into it. Uh, in our uh, opening uh, segment, but uh, especially in uh, boys basketball, there were some interesting matchups, and uh, and Brady, you and I both agree that there were some interesting results. Well, all the defending champs said, uh, "Don't forget about us," especially <laughs> in the BWAC. Yep. The uh, I'd call it a program win for Cross Lex. PH just keeps flexing their muscle. I mean, they they have two losses, but they're the two pretty darn good teams. And they really showed out last night. That's a huge win for PH. Yeah, PH, Northern, uh, Croslex, uh, all got uh, big victories uh, last night. And that's where we'll begin when we come back. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Frantic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Frantic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. 
Quality Computer Solutions is your trusted partner for all your IT-related challenges. Just call in to speak with a live person to quickly resolve your issue. Our techs will be on-site as much or as little as needed. We take care of your IT so you can take care of your company. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT service provider. Quality Computer Solutions. Call 888-956-6066 or info at qcsph.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, uh, Brady, there is a team in the Max Silver that is 3-0 in league play now, uh, and that not is... Not 3-0, a dominant 3-0. Yes. Last night, technically, was their closest game in Max Silver play. They, um, and, and they, look, St. Clair can play better, okay? But I am not going to diminish Port Huron's effort uh, by saying, oh, it was because the Saints were off. PH was on. They were fast, aggressive, athletic, and they took it to St. Clair. That, that is the only way I can put it. 56-37 PH. They trailed 3 nothing to start the game, and then they went on a 7 nothing run and never trailed again in that basketball game. And at one point, the Saints got it to 7-6. to six. But by the end of the quarter, it was 15-6. And then it was 32-19 at half. And then it was 47-29 after three. And then it was 56-37, your final. The, okay, so they got outscored from three-point land and the free-throw line 23-14. to 14. PH did. Yes. But they won the battle of two-point baskets 42-14. to 14. And why was that? Because they were getting – it looked like the, the layup drill in warm-ups. They, they were pressuring on defense. They were trapping the basketball. There were a lot of turnovers, and at least half the turnovers – I think Coach said there was, what, 23 turnovers? Yeah. At least half of those were steals. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just, just pH was on point. Um, and, and they had a lot of balance. I mean, when you look at it, James had nine, Foy had eight, Roe had seven. So they get contributions from everybody. But in the first half, Jaden Carswell just stood out like a sore thumb. He had 10 points in the first half, finished with 13. And I like when a guy that we kind of identified as someone who, wasn't necessarily putting up the big points early in the season, but we both saw him and said, there's something there. Shows up in a big game. Yeah, and he rebounds, uh, just tenacious defense. He was getting uh, steals, and it was okay. At halftime, uh, I looked at two players. I looked at Carswell, who had 10, and Franz, who had nine points, and you'd think, okay, well, that's kind of even. But for Franz, it was a very quiet nine points. And for Carswell, it was a really loud 10 points, if that makes any sense. It, it, just the, the way things happened, Carswell's baskets meant something. And what Franz was, was doing with nobody else on the Saints scored more than five points last night, it just wasn't a – he wasn't going to catch them up by making free throws, and that's right. basically what he was doing. Um, and then in the second half, especially in the third quarter, uh, Trayvon Thompson went off. I think he had 11 of his 15 points in the third quarter. And and 
They just St. Clair just didn't have an, an answer last night. They, they they didn't shoot great, but they also didn't probably get off as many shots as they normally do just because PH kept taking the ball away from them. So PH kind of did to St. Clair what they did to Bad Axe, except they were making shots on the offensive end. <laughs> I mean, they held Bad Axe to 36. They held St. Clair to 37. They out-athleted St. Clair was, I think, kind of the way you described yeah, it. Yeah. PH was moving at a different speed. And and, and the thing was is, is that they actually missed a few bunnies. I mean, they, they could have been in the 60s. They could have had 10 more points in this game and, and made it look even a little worse. Um, so it, it was, I thought, a really impressive performance by PH. Yes, St. Clair can play better. I'm sure that Matt Distelrath will have them ready for the rematch at their place. But last night, PH, they did. They, they kind of they flexed a little muscle. And, again, this is a 4-4 four and four basketball team that hadn't played since the SC4 tournament. Yale kind of took it to them at the SC4 tournament. Yeah, but the 4-4 four and four is a little misleading. Because you look, well, they're first, five and one since their first three games. Right, they lost to Romeo by nine. They lost to Centerline by three, and they lost to Northern by fourteen. And then they just started bombing teams with Marysville and Marine City. Then they win an ugly game against Bad Axe, and then they knock off a Cross Lex team, which we're still trying to figure out. But after <laughs> last night, that went, looks a whole hell of a lot better. After. Uh, last night's games. Yeah, but people like me and you, we look at that. We look at the four and four. Other people go six and two against four and four. Okay, St. Clair's going to win. Right. So and now it's five and four and six and three, and it's three and oh and one and one in terms of the silver standings. Right. PH is in the driver's seat. They have Madison up next. That should be a win, even if they have to go down there. Uh, and then they host Lakeview. And if you win that one, Oh boy, you're look you're setting yourself up for a chance to be perfect your first time. Actually, that would put them perfect the first time through. Yeah. So, uh PA kick off the second time through with home games against Marysville and Marine City. You have a chance PH has a legitimate chance to start off 7 and 0 in in league play. Now, obviously you have to take it one at a time. But they shouldn't lose to Madison. Lakeview is going to be a tougher game, but they can win that one. And then they're going to be the favorites against Marysville and Marine City. Uh, they're just playing kind of confident right now. Uh, and, and the other thing is, okay, they scored 56 last night. Well, they've been averaging 56 and a half points a game, so they were right on their number. But they'd been giving up 54 points, and they held the Saints to 37, which is 13 below their average. Because they couldn't get the ball up the floor. <laughs> So uh, I just uh, I, I thought it was a real solid uh, performance, and they sh- they showed uh, depth uh, again and balance with their their scoring. You think they win fifty six thirty seven? You're expecting to hear Garrett James scored in the twenties, right? And he had a solid nine points, but he didn't have to be the focal point because everybody else did their job. Everybody else contributed. Um, and everybody else had a little run in the game where they kind of took over for a few minutes. Um, and it was just a real a real strong performance from a PH team that didn't have all their guys there either. No, because you said Noah Adams wasn't there. And no. When you said they were flying around, he's one of the first guys you think of. Um, for St. Clair, where's the concern level? 
back-to-back losses. They didn't play great against Schwartz Creek, and a three doomed them there. They get the doors blown off them at PH. Where's the level of concern? Is it this will pass? Is it all right? I, I need to see them do something against Lakeview, or are you in panic mode with the Saints? I'm not in. I'm definitely not in panic mode. This is a good basketball team that uh, you know. PH blitzed them last night. Mm-hmm. Those happen. Just don't let it happen again. So yeah, I, I think Monday when they. Start over in the Lakeview game. They'll be ahead when it starts and just play a solid last three and a half quarters or whatever it is that they have uh, to play. It's like seven minutes left to go in the second quarter. Yeah, so just, just play a solid, you know, three quarters of basketball minutes, yeah. and, and and get the win and get back on track. They need it. As far as the league is concerned, they're going to, to need to – String together a bunch of wins here. They can't drop another one. Yeah, you you can't start league play one and two if PH is going to keep winning league games. And here's the thing: as much as we don't like it, kind of exactly what Lakeview was hoping for. Catch you on the downswing. Yeah, because you were playing really good basketball when when they came to town on the fifteenth, and now they've been struggling a little bit. Again, not all overly concerned. St. Clair hasn't scored over more than 40 points in their last three games. 36, 40, and 37. Which would make me nervous because, you know, Franz might go off against somebody. And I know they've got other guys here that can score. Mm -hmm. They just, you know, uh, I I know Howell can shoot, but it's almost like a confidence thing because I noticed it a couple of times. Nesbitt was open for the shot. Now I'm I'm assuming they're not telling him if you're wide open pass up on a right. shot cuz he can hit them. But it just looked like he was pass first, shoot not an option kind of a thing and that's that yells out confidence to me mm-hmm. right now that he needs to knock a couple through and find it again and shake it off. Yeah. But it, it's it's a big crossroads for I think St. Clair. You can't let the Lakeview game get away. You're up nine, fin- finish the deal, and then you have a tricky game when Marysville comes to town because that's going to be a dogfight. Yeah. They had 10 guys score last night, but only one guy scored more than five points. There you go. There you go. What Mac game do you want to go to next? Just well, we got to talk about Northern. Northern. Yeah. So Northern beats New Haven. I would say that's a little surprising. Not I wasn't shocked that Northern won. I was shocked they bombed them 73 to 57 and ran New Haven off the court. Yeah. What? Yeah. Cam Haru night. Six threes. Six threes for Cam Haru. 24 points. Alex Jamison with a double double at home. Uh, 19 points. I think he had 13 rebounds. How about Caden Cantrell? Another double-digit performance with 14. Marcus Thompson with 11. And then Amir Moreland only had five points. Yeah, they scored 73. (laughs) But here's the thing. I didn't see this game. Maybe he didn't play well. I'm going to guess he played pretty well and was a big factor in slowing down a New Haven team that 
She's been scoring a lot of points. And, and I'm going to guess with uh, f- four other guys in double digits that Amir probably had a few assists. I'm going to assume that as well. Um, this has to be the biggest confidence boost that Northern could could get. I think, yeah, for a young team, too, because we, we, we always forget because they're so damn good that these guys are young. They're sophomores. And, like, if you look at what New Haven had been doing to teams this year, They've been bombing everybody. They took it to Lincoln, didn't they? Uh, let me. I don't believe so. Let me double check. Real I thought quick they here. played Lincoln early in the season and and beat them. No, New Haven. They had. Uh, oh, you're you're thinking of Lincoln King? Mm. Yeah, the not good. Lincoln. I knew there was a Lincoln in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so technically, yes, but no. <laughs> um, but this is a team that had beat Ike by ten. That had, had beat Gross Point North. Beat just bomb St. Clair, beat Anchor Bay by 17. I mean, beating good teams handily, and they go to Northern, and Northern shoves them in a locker and takes their lunch. Yeah. Good for them. Like That's a huge win for Northern. One, it doesn't give you the second loss in league, so it keeps you alive in that regard. And two, this is kind of the, I don't want to say the full potential, but you're seeing what this team can be if everything's clicking. Well, this is one where you can kind of, as you're leaving the, the gym, you can beat your chest a little bit. Right. You know, um, so I think this is a good win, uh, and I hope it puts gets them going like on a little run here. Well, they have a uh, the, the Mike Turner Classic uh, at Albion College. I don't know how good Kalamazoo Lloyd Norix is, but they're playing them at Albion on, on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Uh, they don't have a great record. So I'm going to guess Northern's the favorite in that one. Albion's got a nice little old school gym that looks that feels like it was built in 1895. Because it probably was. Yes. <laughs> At least cool... they took the peach bas- baskets down and put regular backboards up. It is a cool little gym there. <laughs> but you, hey, I can't say enough good things about Northern and this win. That's them feeling like they're starting to hit their stride and seeing what they can do. I really like that. Yeah. Uh, now I want to ask the, the the question. Is it mental for MLA well, City? Do you want to do that now or do you want to take the break? No, let, let's, let's, let's keep going because right. this was the third really big game last night. Uh, and we talked about a little bit on our on our last show that, that Croslex has just kind of owned them for like the last 10 games now. and But MLA City, we really felt like, Especially at home, they were the favorite. We're going to be the favorite, and they, I, I Crosslex shut them down. They they held MLA City to forty eight points. I think that's an accomplishment in itself. And they won by six in their gym. They have to be seen ghosts. They they have to be because Crosslex. I mean, there's I've said it all year. They're still a really good team, but they're not right now at the level they were the last three, four years. They are getting healthier. Like, this is the healthiest they've been in a while. Yes, that is very true. And Cam Saunders showed back up with 11 points. Gavin Espinoza had 14. But this is a program win for Croslex. That's a, a, a win that you now stick your chest out and go, we're not dead yet. Get Don't get the shovels out. We're still in the mix of this. And goes to Emily City and knocks off a team that had been playing really well, been scoring a lot of points. And for Emily City, they, like I said, they have to be seeing ghosts right now. 
that it, that was set up for them to get over the hump of Cross Lex, and they couldn't get it done. Yeah, this was supposed to be their program statement game that, okay, we're the team to beat now. You know, we're it's us and Yale and right. nobody else. Maybe, maybe, uh, and this kind of opens the door the for torch, everybody, but. But it could have been depending on how the next few games went. And, and you know, this has got to – because I don't think anybody is, like, running around with their – well, they might be in the background running around with their head on fire. But you know they're whispering. And you know they're going, eh, this team's not – we're not good anymore. And then they go into MLA City's gym and they do this. Yeah. And that – that's that because if they lose this game, that would have been four out of five losses for Croslex. Which <laughs> they had a stretch there where they didn't even have four losses over like three years. Three years. Yeah, yeah it would have been the end of times. <laughs> and now they go on a nice little run where they'll play Algonac and Armada. And I talked about it on the last show. They can be seven and four going into Yale. And for MLA City, you have to turn around and go to Yale now. And that's kind of for the BWAC season because if you lose to Yale, you have to be perfect the rest of the way. Um, and, and speaking of Yale, the, they went to North Branch, uh, and w- they won 48 to 40, but, but, uh, are you surprised by this score? Did you think Yale would blow them out or I didn't know what to expect yeah. from the Bronco perspective. I can at least sit back and go, okay, there's uh there's something to work with. This is kind of what I was hoping North Branch would be not quite on Yale's level, but can give anyone a game at any time. By the way, for Yale, Connor Jakubiak had 23 points. Ryan Monarch had 13. I'm going to guess he hit at least three threes in those 13. Uh, but for North Branch. Might have he, been four threes and a free throw. Right. Here's <laughs> the thing with North Branch. Their leading scorer had seven, Will Racine, and then three other players at six points each. So they, they have not really a – they don't have a – star go-to guy. They just kind of do it by committee and with defense, but it wasn't enough against Yale. And couple this result with the Croslex beating MLA City, and we are three games in to the BWAC season, and out of eight teams, one is undefeated. Yeah. And that one is Yale. And if they lose to MLA City, that would mean four games into a 14-game league season there is no undefeated teams. Well, again, that that could say two things, and I'm going to take that you've got a lot of good teams and a lot of balance in the league. It's as wide open as it's been um, because Richmond gets a win over Almont that I don't know if it's an upset, but... I was hopeful, if I'm a Raider fan, I'm hopeful that you get that win. 46-43, they slowed Elmont down and and shut them down and got and got a close win. Well, that was the thing, because, I, I mean, I don't think Richmond is bad. But Elmont had been scoring so much, and when I saw that this was a low-scoring game, you know, kudos to Richmond, because either they deed up last night and slowed things down and made it tough for Elmont, or Elmont just had the worst shooting game that they've had all year. Right. So Richmond is 
They have two league losses, but they are still reminding people, hey, we got something to work with. Don't sleep on the Blue Devils, but Yale can take control of this league if they beat MLA City. That That's the big one next week. I, I'm assuming we're at that game. I haven't even looked at next yeah, week. Yeah, I game. believe we are. Um, because if Yale beats MLA City, then they got Algonac, Almont, then Cross Lex. If they go through the next four games, 4-0, and you can al- almost crown them BWAC champions, at least a share. Well, you know what's going to happen because it's the BWAC too. So they'll be they'll be the game in there somewhere where they go to they'll, Armada. They'll, they'll be cruising along, and then something will happen. Armada beats them forty five forty three <laughs> on a half court shot yeah. or something random Some, like that. Something silly like that. But this has been last night was a very interesting slate of results because again, Croslex reaffirms what they are. They're not going to go away quietly. Yeah, no, and MLA City needs to figure it out quickly. That loss stings. I can tell you that that loss stings for them. But they don't have time to feel bad about themselves because Yale's going to, I believe they have to go to Yale. Let me double check that. They go, no, they host, uh, or, yeah, Emily City comes to Yale. Yeah. That's a must win. That is, is weird to say on January 9th. Feels like a backup against the wall. Gotta win game. All right, anything else on uh, any of the those those big games? Uh, well, Armada did beat Algonac, so Armada got another win. Yeah, 58-47. Just to round out uh, the BWAC play, but, man. And, it's... and then real quick, I wanted to go back to uh, to Wednesday because Mooney beat Shrine 61-46. to Brian Everhart had 37 more points. He's averaging 33 a game. That's crazy. 33 a game. I mean that's that's crazy. Now I'm just to throw this out there. I'm sure Mike McAndrews would like if he averaged a little less because that might mean other guys are stepping mm-hmm. up and scoring a little more, but and the, they're not so reliant on one guy. But for being reliant on one guy so far, at least scoring wise, he has done an incredible job. And and that's the thing. You know that that's the name that's circled. On everybody's scouting report, this is the guy we have to stop, and nobody stopped him. Right. Well, at what point, I wonder, our coach is going to go, all right, we're going to let him score his 35. The rest of the team does not score 15, and if we can get to 50, we win. Yeah, I'm. Th- there were guys that, like, again, they're not huge numbers, but they're nice numbers, like uh, Cullen Knuth. Seven points, five assists, three steals. Remember, he's a very young player. And Luke Bright, who's learning to be the the guy in the post for them, six points, eight rebounds, two blocks. That's a decent game. So, uh, but Everhart is stealing the headlines for them. Harbor Beach beat Sandusky sixty nine to thirty four. Brown City over Memphis sixty four to forty. And K Pack went on the road and won at Ubley forty seven forty four. Chiefs are having a uh, having a decent little season out there. Yeah. So uh, those are some nice wins. You saw a good performance from Armada in girls K-Pack's basketball two. on Wednesday. Yeah. Their only losses are to Cass City, who's really damn good, and they lost by four to Dryden. K-Pack's been all and right. Dryden's been really good. 
real quick before you go to br- actually, you know, I, I can bring it up on okay. the other side. But uh, and we'll also run through the lady scores when we come back. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Brady, you were going to say something. Yeah, so I had a thought before we get into the ladies' score. Um, whenever we do our draft, this is the first year that we don't have, like, a clear-cut top one or top two. Like, first overall pick. Because the last couple of years, it was the coin flip to see who got Tyler Jameson. Well, I know who I'm taking, and I'm just doing that to get in your head. No, you don't. You know, I don't know who I, I take. Know who I'm taking. 
I know who I'm taking. All right. Well, I, we'll have to figure that out at some point when it gets a little slow in the middle, maybe like around MLK Day when there's a few days off. We'll have plus, to do that. Plus, plus the fact that I also traded up, so I, I have. Oh, like you the, traded up with who? I have like the top two picks in the draft with <laughs> Welper. Because... Oh, with Welper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with Welper, he, he likes to trade his picks. Sure, he does. Yeah. But I just thought about I that. I told cause... him. He, I told him he could have Jamison's rights. He, oh I yeah, guess he didn't realize. He'll go to Fairly graduated. Dickinson and grab him. <laughs> no, I just was like the last few years. It was no doubt about it. Oh he yeah, had the I first mean, pick. Yeah. It was like easy. This year, it's going to be four or five names I could throw at you. Six names potentially. Oh, there's a yeah. There, there's a bunch of good players. But that uh, again. That makes it a deep draft, so that makes it a lot re- really makes it like, a little more fun. In in the first ten picks, you're you, you're getting a guy who could have gone number one. That is true, very true. Anyway, let's get to ladies basketball and a very nice win for the Armada Tigers. Dennis, I um shame on me. I don't think I did a good enough job. Just really setting up how nice of a season Romeo had had up until their game uh, the other night against Armada. They went into that game 5-1. and one. They beat Gross Point South by 15. It's a very good win. Yeah, Gross Point South hasn't had a great record this year, but they're still pretty solid. That's like, a good basketball team. I've seen them play. Yes. They beat Lons Cruz North 58-17. to Now, I'm going to assume Lons Cruz North is not what they've been in the past, but that's still a dominant win. They beat Marysville by six at Marysville. Their only loss was a 14-point loss to Stony Creek. They won at the SC4 Holiday Tournament 51-35 over Lons Cruz. So, Romeo was having a really solid year. Then they go to Armada, and this was a weird game. It was a very weird game because it was a game of runs and it was a game where at times I went, oh my God, no one's going to touch Armada. And then there were some small pockets where I went, oh my God, how is Armada still winning this game? (laughs) Because they they both, they slopped it up. It was a press game. There was probably 50 plus turnovers in this game. It was not the prettiest basketball game. Uh, Romeo went up 5 nothing in the first quarter. The first quarter ended 15-7 Armada. Went on a 15-2 run to end it. Uh, Romeo got it within, I believe, three, and then Armada went on another 8-0 run. It was 29-18 at half. Romeo just tried to keep chipping away, but anytime they'd get close, Armada would hit a few buckets. In the first half, Ashlyn Upton was all over the floor. I, we don't keep steals. She had to have had close to 10 steals. It was ridiculous. And if you throw in tie-ups for jump balls, add another four or five because she was all over the floor defensively. Um, early in the game, Claire Sneezak got into a little bit of foul trouble. Uh, late in the game, she really turned it on. Armada was able to hold on. They, they, they kept pace with Romeo. It was a 17-17 fourth quarter. And Armada won 53-47. Ashlyn Upton ended with 13 points. 11 came from the free throw line. So it's a good thing you weren't there because she was hitting everything (laughs) from the line. Uh, The freshman, Valeria Ricosa, 
13 points from her, and she was just very solid, hit a couple of big threes in the game. Claire Sneezak ended with a with a team high and game high, 18 points, did a little bit of everything, and I thought Armada had a really, really nice game. And for me seeing them for the first time, I am firmly planting them in the thick of that BWAC title race. Yale might beat them, but they are, to me right now, they are dead nuts even. Well, here, here's the, the thing. They score 53 points, they win by six, and you didn't mention Sydney Upton's name, and I'm telling you, Brady. She had two points. She, she can shoot. Right, and she had an off-night shooting. It, it happens. Some night shooters just don't have, don't have it, but they found ways to win, and their defense at times was suffocating. There was times where Romeo's press gave them absolute fits, and then there was other times they broke it without even thinking and led to an easy layup or an easy three. Uh, but that Romeo team's solid. Uh, they For a 53-47 game, I had six players score double digits. It yeah. was a very balanced attack. Um, but that I thought that was a really nice win for Armada, especially when you consider the fact that was their first game since December 19th. That is a long time off. That is, you know, what, this, fifth, this is a team. Weeks. They, they would have had a better season last year. They were banged up. They were really hurt, and they had a good team last year. And, it, uh, again, I saw them at PH. They they lost the game, but, but boy, they, they were like a, a million miles out with a minute to go, and they almost won the damn thing. And how much better does that three-point loss look in hindsight? Yeah, I mean, because PH is rolling now, too. PH is looking, especially holding PH to 34 points. Yeah. Because this is a PH team that has started to score. They bombed Almont. They they took it to MLA City in MLA City, 58-46. And then the home win against Romeo. Dennis, this, this Armada team, I think, is really solid, and they have every right to say they're sitting at the same table as Yale and Crosslex. Yeah, speaking of, uh, again, I'm glad I did not sell my Crosslex stock because uh, it keeps accumulating uh, uh, good dividends here. Uh, back-to-backs for them, they, they took it to Marine City at home, and then the very next night they go on the road at Montrose. I don't know what kind of a team Montrose is, but – 55 to 26 cross Lex Porter on. Yeah, I mean I don't think Montrose is world beaters, but you went out to Hill McCloy and beat a team that had a winning record. Yeah, I mean, so I uh, at, at the top of the BWAC and girls basketball, there are some teams that I really like and you know what? I'm not throwing North Branch out just yet either cuz they won on Wednesday 41-25 over Fenton. Yeah, North Branch is they're back to 500 with the win. I guess it's tonight if what you do against Yale is going to pr- prove if you belong or not. Yeah. And believe me, I, I think they'll be up for that game. I, I don't. It's at home. Yeah. It's an opportunity to throw your hat back in the ring. Uh, you're, you're one and one in league play. Because if Yale comes in and takes it to you, kind of like what I said for the boys team, Gotta downgrade you a bit to middle of middle of the pack BWAC. Alright, and then I don't know what to do with the the Emily City was playing Flint Powers. Flint Powers is good. Yeah, Flint Powers is good, but they they, they took it to Emily City. Uh pre- pretty good. Um the final in that one was seventy six forty nine. Flint Powers knocked off Emily City. 
Spartans are trying to find their footing again Yeah, to be near the top of that league. But BWAC's going to be open. I I think Armada, they really impressed me because that that's a Romeo team that's in the Mac White, probably going to compete for a Mac White title, uh, who had beaten Mac Red teams. And now Armada has beat a Mac White team and lost by three to a Mac Red team. How about a big win for Richmond in overtime? They beat Elmont last night, 33-31. to Yeah, league wins have been few and far between for the Blue Devils. So to get one on home court in overtime in a, in a very tough game, good for them. A lot of low-scoring. That's, that's a nice win for Richmond. A lot of low-scoring grinded-out games last night in, in the ladies uh, up in you the thumb. You aren't kidding. Otisville, Lakeville. 29, Brown City, 28. That was one of the higher-scoring games of the night. Harbor Beach beats Ubley, 29-19. to uh, Marlette over Memphis, 29-18. to Caseville in a shootout beat Carsonville-Port-Sanlac, 30-20. to And then uh, the actual highest-scoring game of the night was Dryden beating North Huron, 52-41. Um, that is a high-scoring game. And But Dryden... Dryden's been scoring a lot of points this year. Both boys and girls, Dryden, have been playing very well. Um, so those were the uh, the ladies' uh, scores from uh, last night. Um, a couple of hockey games, one that I saw on uh, Wednesday, so we can talk about that uh, in the uh, final Before segment. You but you hockey, go ahead. I'm going to throw one more just kind of question at you, and just I want your your instant response. All right, Yale. They're having a pretty good year in both boys and girls. What's more likely? They both win the BWAC or neither wins the BWAC? Uh, most likely is they both tie for the BWAC. Well, that would count as win. Is so that they... I'll, I'll say that, that they're they're in the mix, both of them. They it, It's not out of the realm of possibility so that they, they both, both win a share of the boys BWAC and title. Girls put a boys year up girls. on the banner. Yeah. I think it, I, I like both those teams. I haven't seen a reason not to. Well, they're both undefeated. I mean, so uh, in the, BWAC play, yeah, in in BWAC play, and and even uh, the Yale girls, I saw them play PH. Right, PH is on a roll right now. They're playing really good basketball, aren't they? So, I mean, the, the, may, maybe that's a question. What's going on at at PH? And do the boys and the girls are they making noise this year where they can both win? See, I. It's hard. I mean, for PH me to say plays that, in a very tough. Yeah, league. that's the thing. It's hard for me to say PH. The girls, the girls. are going to win the red because it's the MAC red, um, and that's just that's a brutal league. Um, but playing the way they are right now in January, I wouldn't want to play them. Well, now you got me curious. What's the rest of the MAC red? Yeah, Gross Point North's having a uh, is unbeaten. Dakota six and one. As much I've as, seen both those teams, they're both very good. As much as I love PH. Right now, I still can't pick them to go and do better than split those four games with those two teams. And the split might be enough because Dakota and Gross Point, they're probably going to split with each other. Yeah, it's just that's that's a really tall. If they win the MAC Red, now you're not just talking, all right, ooh, can they win the Red? You're going, how how much of a run can they make? Yeah, can they get to a quarterfinal? Right. Can they get out of that district of death? Because if they get out of that, the regional won't be any harder. No, it won't. It might not be easier, but it won't no. be harder. 
Anyways, just just some fun food for thought because those are kind of area teams that are going really well. I mean, uh, my outlook on Northern after whipping New Haven last night is, okay, they're they're back on my radar again for maybe this is the year they finally win that that district. It's kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the year for the Northern boys. They just need to get better. That this might not be a year where they put up the flashy twenty-one and one record, but if you looked at like if you sectioned it off into the first seven games, the middle seven, and the last seven, if you continually get better, if you're playing like juniors at the end of the year and seniors, they're going to be a tough out in that district. Yeah, if you're if you're playing your best basketball going into March, I'm going to be very excited because yeah. who ca- that happens? Who cares if Lincoln took it to you in December? Yeah, nobody will remember that game if you finally beat Dakota in a district. Because you know what it doesn't say at Cardinal Mooney? That they were a 500 team in the regular season. <laughs> it just says they went to the, the final semifinals, four. yeah. And played really well on the way. Yes. All right, uh, we'll talk a little hockey when we come back in uh, just a, a moment here, if I can get my mouse to work. Quality Computer Solutions is your trusted partner for all your IT-related challenges. Just call in to speak with a live person to quickly resolve your issue. Our techs will be on-site as much or as little as needed. We take care of your IT so you can take care of your company. Quality Computer Solutions is an all-inclusive IT service provider. Quality Computer Solutions. Call 888-956-6066 or info at qcsph.com. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. 
Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, and uh, let's uh, talk uh, a little hockey now because there were uh, a couple of uh, games over the last uh, two nights. Uh, the one I saw on Wednesday was De La Salle and Port Huron Northern at McMoran Arena, and uh, going in, uh, I was really interested to see how Northern would match up in this game because aside from being an MIHL game, this is a potential opponent for Northern in the postseason. Um, De La Salle is one of the teams in their regional that they will have to get past. Um, and and it's them in what? Gross Point Gross South. Point South. And then there's Northern and then the other two teams. PH uh, is one of PH them. PH and Stir, uh, Sterling, or St. Clair Shores Unified. Two teams they've already beaten. So they know they can beat half the field. It's the other half of the field that they've got to kind of get through to advance uh, this year out of the regional into a quarterfinal. So I wanted to see, can Northern play with this team? And the final score was 5-2 to two De La Salle, but Northern can play with De La Salle. At least they could the other night at McMoran Arena. This was a much closer game than the final score. And in fact, at one point, Northern was up 2 to nothing more than halfway through the game. But the worst thing that I think happened to them was they got their second goal. Because when it was one to nothing, they, they were kind of like, they were doing a good job and, and, and De La Salle was like not super aggressive and they weren't getting a ton of, uh, of chances. And then the second goal went in and kind of the light bulb went on in De La Salle's head of like, we've got to start playing better or we're in trouble here. Took them a little lightly. Um, and they they quickly got a, a goal back. It took them a minute and a half to after they went down 2 nothing to get it to 2-1. to one. And then 57 seconds after that, they tied it at 2. And then you're like, uh-oh. But then Northern settled down. It's 2-2 two to two at, at the end of uh, two periods. There, there was a little skirmish late in the, the second. And there was a carryover penalty into the third third and there was less than 30 seconds left on the penalty but De La Salle went right to work got a good look kid tipped the shot in from the point and 15 seconds into the third it's three to two that's a bit deflating yeah uh and and then the rest of it was a lot of bad breaks And, and I'm not making excuses but I don't know whoever sharpens the skates at Northern maybe they should get a different person to sharpen the skates or the Zamboni or, 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 or yeah, the, the, the ice, I don't know, but both teams play on the same ice. So, but I, I saw two kids who know how to skate just fall flat on their rear ends 
and De La Salle got two gift goals out of it. Um, one happened at the De La Salle blue line. Nehemiah Barrett just trying to hold the puck in the zone and, and shoot it in mm-hmm. deep so that Northern can keep the pressure on because they're having a good shift. Right. Just lost it, went down, and of course – it's the two top scorers for De La Salle that are standing there and go down the ice on the odd man rush and score a goal. Uh, and then at the end of the game, Northern had the goalie out for the extra attacker, and Silas Klink, who can skate, is just a couple of feet inside his own blue line and for no reason at all, blows a tire, goes down. De La Salle guy skates in and taps it into the empty net and says, thank you very much. So I'm throwing out the last two goals. Those were fluky. So it wasn't a 5-2 to two game. This was a close, competitive hockey game where I thought uh, Northern did a good job. They, ha- they created opportunities. Because if you look, De La Salle's really good defensively. They don't give up more than two goals to many teams. Um, and, and I thought Northern had an opportunity w- with a little luck around the net. They could have scored three or four in this one uh, and got a win, but uh, I was encouraged, not discouraged, when the game was over. Well, that's good. It, I mean, you get a two-goal lead. You'd like to hold it, but uh, that this isn't the big one that matters because they actually get the regional at McMorrin. Yes. For the first time in what feels like ever. <laughs> like it's, since, it's been a while. Like since Marysville and Northern and PH seemingly were all, were all in the same region. Like well, I remember it being there. A while ago. Yeah, I, I re- what I remember is at one time before the regionals, they had pre-regionals, and I remember a pre-regional being at McMorrin. Yeah, they've changed up the format because if you, there was districts at one point in hockey, but no, that's a, that's a better performance. Dennis, looking at Northern's schedule, they have nine straight road games. Eight straight, excuse me. Yeah, it, this is... They don't return home till the 24th. Yeah, Jan- January is always that month on the Northern schedule where they, they kind of disappear. They, they, they go, go up and do the Sioux trip. Yeah, and, they go, they're going to Divine Child, U of D, Brother Rice, St. Mary's. They're playing an outdoor game at Clark Park against Trenton. Uh, then they just play at... Oh, no, excuse me, seven straight because they have that listed twice. Um, then they play at Traverse City... Why, or so you had Sault Ste. Marie against Traverse City West and Sault Ste. Marie in the Sioux. Yeah, that that's a that's actually that's a brutal schedule. They might come out of that a little battered and bruised, but if they as long as they're ready to go for the postseason, kind of why they have that schedule. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then Thumb Legion got a uh, three to one uh, win uh, last night uh, against Oxford slash North Oakland, whatever they call themselves. And that's two straight wins for Legion, and that's uh, encouraging because they had a stretch there, uh, Brady. It was a seven-game stretch where they went one and six, and they scored over two goals only once in that stretch. In fact, they they had a 7-4 win on November 25th over PH in the consolation game of the Larry Manns tournament, and in the next seven games they only scored eight total goals, got shut out three times, their biggest night was they scored three, and they lost that game 8-3 to Tawas. Uh, they, they snuck a win in against Southgate 2-1 to one in the middle of all that, but they had actually lost their three games prior to this win streak 
by a combined score of 20 to 1. So they were really struggling. And then they beat Grand Blanc 4 to 2. And then they came back from the, the holiday break and they get a 3 1 win last night uh, over uh, North Oakland. Uh, and they do that one on the road. Um, so I'm sure North Oakland plays out at the Onyx, which is in the middle of nowhere. It's a beautiful place, but it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, well, so is Sandusky. <laughs> I don't think Sandusky's right in the, the middle of Sandusky. I don't think anyone's saying Colleen Howe Arena is, uh, uh, is a quick drive from anywhere. Actually, they play at Detroit Skating Club, and I think that's in a more... Um, not out of nowhere place. Not out of nowhere place. All right. Um, is that it for everything we catch had to catch up on? Um, yeah, because Marysville lost to Powers, but that was a, that was a while ago. Yeah. That was before the New Year. That was before um, the New Year. All right. Tonight, Dennis, you have Marine City and Frazier in girls basketball. Kind of a big spot for Marine City. And Frazier's playing well. Undefeated. Undefeated. Uh, other games tonight, just to keep a, uh eye on. Romeo goes to Northern. So interested to see how a Bulldog team coming off a loss takes on a Husky team that needs a win. Lance Cruz North goes to Port Huron. I'm expecting a win from the Red Hawks. Uh, Clawson's going to come to St. Clair and lose. And then in <laughs> yes. girls bass, uh, still in girls, but in the BWAC, Algonac at Armada, Yale at North Branch. Talked about that one earlier. That's yep. a big spot for North Branch if they want to stay in the race. And Croslex goes to MLA City. It's kind of weird. It's I'm... the flip of the boys where for the first time in a while, Croslex is going to MLA City but Cross-Lex is the favorite. It's been a busy week for Cross-Lex because this will be, what, three and four? Um, well, they played, the girls played, yeah, because they played Marine City on the second. They played Montrose on Wednesday, and they play Emily City tonight. So a busy week that could be a great week. If they cap it off with a win this week. My stock is really going to rise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, again, they're favored to do so. Yeah. So uh, that's a win a BWAC champion goes and gets. And I just want to remind everybody, Monday you'll be in St. Clair for the finish of that boys basketball game with the broken backboard. Yes. And I hope they play it in the old gym. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Put me up on the stage. Come on. The spite store is strong. Yeah. Uh, You got anything else? No, no, we'll be back Monday, and I'm I'm sure next week we have we have a good set of games. I'm just looking ahead right now. Yeah, we're not going to be starving for anything, uh, any good games next week. So. All right, and then uh, around seven o'clock uh, tonight from uh, Marine City, Marine City against uh, Frazier. I believe Frazier is undefeated. Yes, five and and Marine City's coming off uh, a tough uh, game at Crosslex the uh, other night. So this will be an interesting. Uh, I'm very interested to see how the Lady Mariners respond. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.